Okay, how about that? Now we're good. Now we're good. <laughs> now we're live. Record mode. Now we're set. Um, hello everyone and welcome to the newest, latest, the first, GGM Presents... The way the news goes. There we go. <laughs> so uh, this is a whole new structure, a whole new set. We've kind of gotten rid of a few things and we've switched up a few. Uh, we've got the same faces, same hosts. I'm Daryl. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> it's going to be the same awkwardness, though. That's not going to change. And I'm Paul. Uh, you might know us from uh, such podcasts as GGM Brand and GGM Something Else. And now we're into GGM Presents. Um, but yeah, we're trying a new structure. We've got a new system. You're going to see some new bells and whistles on there. And uh, we are now live on Twitch. Um, but this is going to be still the same general concept of a, a news, but uh, we're actually going to have some back and forth and some <laughs> debate and not just be staring forward at the camera. Some banter. Some banter. <laughs> some craziness. But it should be fun, though. I'm actually I'm looking forward to this, uh, to this format. So why, why do we do this? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, broadcasting live worldwide. I know, right? It's kind of kind of crazy, but um, it's good. Uh, we're here. We're going to have some fun with it, so should we just jump right into it? Sure, yeah. Let's do Let's that. Let's do that. Uh, so yeah, so very first thing we're going to talk about is uh, on general concept, we talk about movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, what came out this week? I think it was a movie for Star Wars. I'm pretty sure. About a single individual. One guy. That's kind of like a pun in itself, really. Right? Knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Solo came out this week, and <laughs> it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, movie came out. A lot of speculation as to what it's going to be like because it's not the the loved four, five, and six that we've been waiting for. Uh, it doesn't have the bitter taste that eight has for many people. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that's a fair point. Yeah, Last Jedi. Um, as much as there's you know good parts and things we can salvage and all that kind of stuff, um, it, it's turned off a lot of fans. But uh, Solo. I had a lot of anticipation for simply because of the fact that you know it is going back. It's it's giving us the history of what we've kind of wanted, the characters we love. We we knew there was gonna be Lando. We knew there was gonna be the Millennium Falcon. Uh, we knew that there was gonna be uh, Chewbacca and uh, a number of other kind of incidents and, and happenings. But uh, you have not seen seen it yet. No, I was yeah. I was waiting for uh, for uh, I don't know what. <laughs> I just haven't had the time. <laughs> Finally saw Infinity War though, but that doesn't matter. It's. I need to go see this because oh, we should talk for a moment about that afterwards. So for, for sure. Yeah. I, I, but I, here's the thing: like, I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than I am a uh, like comic book Marvel fan. Yeah. And I saw Infinity War first, but this, like, I don't know what it is. It, it's something to do with like I, maybe I don't want to see it because I'm scared <laughs> if, if 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 it's gonna be bad, right? And I know everybody's had that conversation with all the director change-ups and everything like that, and Ron Howard to the rescue. Yes. Apparently. Yep. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Very excited. And because we are within the first weekend of it coming out, we're not going to give me spoilers or any of that kind of stuff. Like, go out. If you're going to go see it, definitely do see it. I saw it um, on opening night, and I will say this. It's it's better than I expected, which is awesome. Now, my expectations were pretty low. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> um, but it's pretty much exactly what I was kind of hoping for. It, it had all... The major elements, all the things I I wanted, I desired, the kind of the funniness, the wittiness. It had a lot of episode four sort of feel to it. So the really? new hope, yeah, 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 it felt it felt like that. 
not the nostalgia member berries of episode seven, seven, but more like a new version of what it yeah. should have been. And, and it felt they did a good job with the way they filmed it to kind of put in that same sort of time span. That if you went from three to four and, and you did put this on in between, which is where this kind of falls into, it didn't feel like flashy and dashy and modern and new. It felt um, like somebody was breaking into the building behind us, apparently. No, uh, <laughs> say yours. No. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> we'll continue. Live. This is what happens. We're on the 38th floor. I don't know how you can hear that. I really don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> Empire building here. Um, oh, but, uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's... Like I said, it had all the nostalgia. It had the right feel. It had the right look to it. It wasn't super crazy in depth that you would like be blown away by anything. Because it's uh, like as we've got the trailer playing in the background here... Um, you know which characters are going to live because they're in the next movies, right? So it's like... That's, it's, that's it, a good point. It's hard to get invested when you're like, well, of course they're going to survive. Ah, they're fine. Let's just tell the story about the ones that don't survive. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but some, some do of, of these, and, you know... That's very interesting considering the trilogy that's coming with, you know, unknown. Which one? There's so many trilogies coming out now. With the trilogy... The, the, the nine-part series. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, trilogies on trilogies on trilogies, but um, no, it's like I say, a great movie. I think it's definitely worth the money to go see it. It was very entertaining. I thought that the uh, both the actors doing their jobs of the original um, kind of you know, replacing Solo and, and Lando uh, were brilliant. There was a couple times where if I closed my eyes and just listened to Donald Glover, you could hear Billy D. Williams. Oh, he's so hot right now. It was just it was so perfect, and he had the look, <laughs> he had the style, he had the voice. It was just like. You could hear him saying, like, you know, you belong up here in the clouds. You know, it was just, it was so spot on. It was so perfect. But, um, and there's a lot that. of inside jokes as well, too. For sure. Uh, making fun of things that come up in Empire Strikes Back and a lot of foreshadowing. What about the capes? I heard a little bit about the capes. capes there's a little are, clip of that, I think. I'm capes are definitely mentioned in there as well, yeah. too. There's a little bit of... Um, vintage capes. Vintage capes, but also kind of a recognition of uh, the fact that he's very much like Prince. It's like, how many do you need of, you That's, know... Yeah. Oh my god, if there was right? anybody that I would possibly think of being like Prince as a character in a movie, it would have been that person. Yeah. Lando that, Calrissian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Uh, the banter back and forth between um, Chewbacca and Solo are is brilliant. Like the, you get the, how do these guys meet, all the way to very quickly becoming like a buddy cop type story, which is great. Um, yeah, as you can see from the trailers, you get the animosity between those two with Lando and him, but then you kind of see how and why they bond as you go through. Story arc? Of any, like, yeah. uh, like a big big one? like Obviously like a A and B kind of thing? A well, very unexpected it? story arc. And I'm, again, I don't want to give you spoilers because it is the first weekend. Um, there just is one. Yeah, there, okay, there's okay. one. It exists. <laughs> it's uh, And the thing is, I think some people, I've seen some reviews were like, oh, I expected more from this or I wanted more depth and things like that. It's like, it's not Netflix. You don't get a 13-episode series to do this. You've got two hours to go from here's the beginning of Solo to basically here's where we meet him roughly in New Hope. Like, mm. not quite. There's time that happens. Um, in fact, there's enough time because of his age in this that you could have another two more Solo movies to kind of match it up. But there are characters you would not expect that are referenced in this that just has that little kind of pull like oh they said that and they said that and ah. it's just if you, you don't have to be a super crazy geek but if you're enough of a geek then some names that you see and some faces you're like oh that is so brilliant but yeah i think for having two directors that did get unfortunately canned 
having Ron Howard coming in and sort of saving and whether he redid 25% or 75%, the rumors are out there as to how much he had to do. Yeah, the remainder either way. Yeah, exactly. It didn't feel dissected. It didn't feel pulled apart. Maybe if I watched a second or third time, I might find clips of like, oh, that's where that changed. But uh, honestly, overall, it just, it felt like a fluid solid movie and i would give it you know we're gonna say out of five i would easily give it a three and a half four out of five there's a couple little things but maybe i'm just easily satisfied but it's It's good start to something new hopefully yeah and it's like the one thing people kind of been comparing to a little bit they're saying like well it's not a rogue one and i'm like well rogue one was meant to be a A crazy serious military film exactly like this is a, a mission where people are going to die and if you didn't know that, well, you, you'd know that pretty quick into the movie, right? Sorry. Well, no, that was gone for a long time. But whereas this one is like, it's the life of a scoundrel and the life of someone who everyone loved Harrison Ford and how he sort of depicted it. You know, the guy who runs down the uh, Death Star is like, I've got them all. Stops, runs back as fast as he can because he's like, you know, he's he wants to live. Overshot the landing there. The most, <laughs> well, and the most important person to Han is, is Han. You know, that's just the way it goes, right? And so it's just, it's a campy movie. And it's perfectly played in that way with some great action, perfect, some great actors, and uh, it's the most expensive campy movie of all. Time. <laughs> Very much so. And and I will say, like, I left Last Jedi and said, okay, I'm gonna wait till it comes out on digital before I go to see that again and kind of give it another try. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this again, and if this if I have an opportunity to see this in the theater, I, I definitely will, which that, is that really awesome. That train right scene right looks like it's reminiscent of like the. N64 Shadows of the Empire train in the junkyard kind of thing, but it looks like it's in the mountains. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it was a very cool scene. It was very well done. I like the fact that, yes, they did have a couple of new troopers, those sort of snow troopers with the the boots and all that, but they didn't do, you know, similar to what they did in Rogue One, which is like, here's the shore trooper, and here's the death trooper, and here's this trooper, and here's more merch, 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 merch. Like, this really didn't feel... Like the kind of movie where you left and went, I have to buy the toys of everything, which I think a lot of people have been complaining about Star Wars recently is that, oh, it's just for selling the toys, which the first ones sort of were in a, in a, in a bit of a no sense. No way. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, it, it, it didn't feel like a merch sell. Like, unless you're going to buy, you know, six scales of these individual main characters, there was maybe three or four editions you would ever make fakes out of. And that's about it. But, huh. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's good. It's good times. Woody Harrelson, Danny Newton, and Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany's got that Marvel contract going. Yeah, I know, right? He's making all just, the Disney money. Just it's, rolling uh, Disney. No, Paul Bettany was great in it as well, too. Uh, played his uh, character spot on. Woody Harrelson actually was probably one of the strongest Woody Harrelsons I've seen in a while, which I think Woody, like going back from Cheers and all that kind of stuff, like he built up stronger and stronger and stronger, but then he sort of rode out that character you expected from him. And this is a lot of the kind of zombie land type style like he's a bit of a gritty kind of guy and you know full of himself and whatever why can't he just play a weak-minded bartender <laughs> i don't right. know mr peterson i think you've had enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's um it's but it just it felt like a very honest rendition of just who he was and who he is so it wasn't it wasn't a stretch but it didn't feel overacted at the same time which is good and Dandy Newton's a less malicious version of herself in westworld and more of the damsel in distress from mission impossible 2 Yes. Yeah, I, I would actually give that. Oh, yeah, she was she was great. Um, trying to think of who else. Who else was in this that would be... Oh, Emily Clark, too, right? Like, uh, or Amelia. Amelia. Amelia, yeah. Amelia Clark. No, Amelia is brilliant. I mean, 
I have yet to see anything Amelia is bad in. She hasn't done that much overall. Like, he's just been on Game of Thrones for so many years that it seems like she's been around for a long, long time. Um, but, uh, no, it's... She, she's spot on. Her character is actually a lot of fun. Um, very true Star Wars character, where it's like, you get just enough depth to get invested in it, but not so much depth that you feel like you you know everything about the character. Like, you, you want to know more. By well, the that's end kind of thing. That's uh, a good be thing. a prequel or a post or whatever. Uh, similar to what with um, what was her name? Uh, the girl from from Rogue One, um, Jin Jin yeah. Like just a strong enough character that yeah, you knew her as a child and you knew her as an adult and you know unfortunately her demise. But you kind of because you know she did a lot of training and stuff like that with Forrest Whitaker's character, you kind of would be okay with like learning a little bit more. Similar to Solo, who. Harrison many many years ago said was the most two dimensional character he's ever played in his life. Yeah, and yet the fans are coming out. And granted, it didn't have the greatest opening. I mean, it only made 134 million. They're expecting or so within the first weekend. Um, but I'm thinking a couple things. 134 million is still not that bad. And the numbers are not actually out. It's probably going to be more. I think in the 200 or so. But Black Panther is still out. Yeah, Black Panther. Avengers out. still out. Avengers still out. Yeah. Deadpool's out. It's ridiculous how many movies are out. And Solo's out. And you've got the skeptics who want to wait till the reviews come in because of the fact of what they saw with Last Jedi. Yeah. That I think once the reviews come in that are like, hey, this is not that bad. Like, it's pretty good. It's actually very entertaining. It's a lot of fun. And you can take your family to it and enjoy it. I think that's when you're going to see it. So I think it's actually probably going to have a stronger week two than it did week one. And I honestly think that the, uh, from what I remember, the Rotten Tomato reviews were, um, like, they are okay critic-wise. Yeah. I didn't see any of the fan ones, though. Yeah. Just taking a look now to see where, where it stands. Yeah, I see it's 70%, which is interesting for a Star Wars movie, reminiscent of the prequels Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to percentages. Um, and then fan, fan score is lower than that, which is interesting. Which I find surprising. And, I, and I've read some articles afterwards, which, again, I won't get into because I'll get into the spoilers, but I have... Because I've seen it, I read the articles, and I see where there's a lot of questions and curiosity coming along, but... I honestly don't think that I don't know. Like, I, I don't think the questions are really merited. I think it's very self-explanatory. I think it all makes sense. And I will say this: if you have not, so the books are not canon anymore. Those were all sort of eradicated. Um, but Rebels um, was actually part of is part of the canon. Is part of like Disney's and all that kind of stuff. So because of the fact that Rebels is a part of this, it explains some of what happens. Interesting. So if you've not watched the animation or if you don't know anything about it, then there's a whole new world that you can kind of learn out there. That's like, I would probably say from the film aspect, that's probably like 10% of the people, maybe 20% that would watch this. Yeah, exactly. or, ha- or have watched Rebels that, that are watching this. So exactly. it's kind of, kind of low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so makes sense. But I think at the same point, when people do hunt and search and find those answers, then maybe they'll be more intrigued to actually want to go watch this stuff. Because some of the Rebels and, and the animation is actually brilliant. Like, yeah, it's very kid-centric. But it's got an adult twist to it as well too. Not like yeah, crazy. I, oh no, I've yet to sit down and watch that, and I was told to watch it, and I just haven't got around to it. Much like many of the things that I <laughs> need to get around to. Yeah, um, and actually, let's see here. I'm going to just respond to that really quick. There, I don't know why that didn't come up across here. Anyways, oh, uh, chat. Yeah, we've actually got uh, Neil and Scarlett's in there right now. Uh, oh yeah. Big thanks to Neon. We'll take a quick moment to say hi. And uh, Neon was the one who actually mentioned that you did not have a voice. Oh, so, the last one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So finally, somebody actually came to save us. You can hear him now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's awesome. It's actually it's great that. Um, let's see here. Continue. 
and oh, maybe it stopped. No, it's still going. Weird. It, it gave me a post saying that it actually had stopped for a second, but uh, well, let's just do this, and we'll find out. If that comes up, then we're good. I'm watching here on the uh, on the phone. That's it, good. It, it might be me. I'm I'm super choppy. Yeah, and we might actually be lagging. It might be one of those things where you know what we're just gonna have lag, and that's gonna happen. But Meh. you know what, the voice is still going, so let's continue with that. And dun dun dun. Oh wait, yeah, it did stop on here. Uh oh. I'll take this time to tell you about the Congo. Beautiful place in Africa, gorgeous trees, Congo. Visit. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Did we go back live? I have no idea. <laughs> it, nope, nope, we're frozen. Well, let's see. Let's see if this comes up. <laughs> I have a really good... There you go. Yeah, it should be live now. Okay, it'll probably take a seconds for it to come on back now. Yeah, there we go. All right, but it clears the chat if I do that, so that's not fun. But anyways, um, yeah, so solo overall, like I said, definitely recommend it. I um, think it's going to be great. I think you should go see it. I think your rating of the uh, high threes, low fours yep. is in line. With, it's pretty much spot on what anyway. I said. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Fair enough. There's something that's coming. <laughs> Hopefully it fills the gap. In there your we go. What's up next? What's um, yeah, so that was pretty much it for movies for now, uh, just because we, we did talk about the fact that everything else is still in the movies. Uh, the next thing I was going to talk about was TV shows a little bit, mm. and do you ever watch Venture Brothers? I Periodically, yes. Periodically. It, it, hilarious from what I've watched is just one of those things where it's like, I refuse to watch it unless I start from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, it might be just Twitch. There we go. Apparently we're, we're lagging a little bit, but yeah, others might be lagging as well too. Bear with us. We'll see how it goes. Oh, good. It's <laughs> one, one face. That's it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's whatever. That that happens. Um, yeah, we're on 170, so we'll see what happens. But the cool thing is, and I'm actually just going to play this in the background because it's just the old intros anyways, but um, Venture Brothers, September of last year, they released a video saying that uh, they're going to be coming back in about 422 days so that means that it will be coming up at the end of this year roughly what a random number yeah actually sorry, it was march of, of last year and then it's going to be uh, oh. september october of this year but uh yeah it's uh for anybody who loves the adventures of dean and hank and dr venture and uh oh gosh uh monarch and uh dr girlfriend or dr mrs the monarch or whatever she is at that particular time but uh rock samson and all the others uh they are coming back for their seventh season oh, amazing they started work on it uh well, yeah it would have been march 9th i believe it was that i wrote down i just remember like one specific thing from the last time i watched an episode of the show because yeah. my friends love this show um and for some reason i've never got into it the way they did but yeah. there's one thing that i was shown a clip at a party and it was like it was uh, what's his face, the doc, uh, doctor with the glasses. Um, yeah, Doctor Venture. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Venture. Yeah, he was talking to somebody else, and it, they were talking about like the most vulgar sexual position <laughs> conversation. The ever. Rusty Venture. That's what it was. Yeah, that was the last 
thing I, I, I saw of the that show. And I, was I like, think that was season four. Yeah, it was just a clip of it. Yeah. Like, I remember I remember randomly watching episodes here and there periodically, That's but so that, funny. that was the last thing I saw, and it was outrageous. <laughs> yeah, and it was the fact that they were... Um, it was So it was him, and who else was he at the time? He was with uh, Billy Quizboy, and he was with... Um, oh, gosh. White, and... Oh, shoot, the Necromancer. I totally spaced on the Necromancer's name. But anyways, uh, yeah, they were talking about the fact of, like, oh, no, Rusty Venture is this. And he's like, it's what? And they were like, they couldn't believe it, so they're calling their way, and they're calling up Brock. Yeah, he's like, no, the no, no, no. Yeah. And then they go back to the villains, and the villains are talking about him. Monarch is like, no, oh, I thought Rusty Venture was when you did this. And, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But <laughs> it was pretty hilarious, though. It was good. It's uh, Honestly, it's a brilliant series, and I think it's one of those things where if you didn't get into it, there's enough content now that you can kind of start watching it season one and go through. To me, the beginning of season two, the rave scene, have you seen that? No. Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to go off script here quite a bit. Um, let me just kind of go like this and load us for a second uh, because it might cause a bit of a glitch here. But this is what sold me on this series. Um, I was already kind of bought in a little bit for the uh, first one. But, uh, your tube? Oh, yeah, your tube. Yeah, not my tube, your tube. Uh, Venture Brothers. Um, uh, I think it's like Rave Scene. They'll probably put it under. Yeah, here we go. Oh, to, oh, to feel good? Yeah. Like by the gorillas or feel good by Tony Tony Tone. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's just load this up here because this would be perfect. That, 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 that. There we go. And I think I have my volume on. I do. So this is after the end of season one, the very first of season two. Brother and sister together will make it through. <laughs> Mom, deal with it. You've got response. <laughs> 
responsibilities at home. The bills are stacking up and you have to deal with what happened to the boys. Screw the boys! I want to stay here with my new family and their feel-good candy. You've had your fun, <laughs> Doc. It's time. No, wrong! No! This is Sky! We're gonna have a child! Please! <laughs> Oh yeah, God. so it's um, <laughs> Bench Brothers kind of got me hooked uh, a little bit before that, anyways. But seeing that and just I don't know the music and the play out and just the ridiculousness nature, um, yeah, that's why I've been hooked ever since. And they do take generally between about a year and a half and two years between each season because they spend a lot of time on the animation. Uh, they also try to cater to everybody's voice acting because they have so many different actors in there as well. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, so it's generally two years between each. So even though it started back in 2003, I think it was. Uh, yeah, 2003, so 15 years later, we've only got our seventh season about to come out. I guess Rick and Morty's taking a page out of that book. Well, except for the fact <laughs> that, I mean, you did see Rick and Morty got signed for seven years. For Oh, yeah, it was uh, Dan and uh, Justin in the shower together. Yes. Which is really back funny. to the work thing. Which is really funny because I heard about the uh, signing of the contract and then you sent me a video, but I actually didn't put the two together. I'm like, <laughs> what does this even mean? Like, what is going on? And then it wasn't until about a week later that I was like, oh, now it makes sense to me. But Amazing. <laughs> yeah, seven seasons of that and um, that's brilliant. And this is coming to a seventh season. Uh, so that is also brilliant. Um... What else we got? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's things and stuff. We watched this earlier. Um, Thundercats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like a Gravity Falls animation. It's not this, though. It's this not is what, this. This is what I think of. Oh, the actual theme song from the yeah. original. Hunter, yes. Thundercats. Hunter. Yeah, so not at all. no, we are getting a very much a childlike animation. It seems of Thundercats, yeah, Muppet Babies version of <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works. Yeah, um, we watched this video earlier uh, of this kind of behind the scenes explanation of the artist and how much they're passionate fans, and you know they took all the original stuff from the uh, series to try and bring it in and have that energy but when you look at the art mm -hmm. that's the face you get mm -hmm. right there oh, there it is <laughs> cattails <laughs> what was your thought i'm sorry what now what was your, what was <laughs> oh your, i heard you <laughs> yeah what, what was your thought on this daryl what do you think of this new thundercats of 2019 i don't know like treehouse uh, TV probably I'll pick it up like, Adventure it, Time type style and oh no Adventure Time <laughs> is like I'm sorry I just offend all the Adventure Time fans well it's like such a well you're gonna be really stoned to watch Adventure Time right in order to enjoy it to the fullest but this is like you gotta just have some pablum and some milk yep. and uh, the block circle triangle star toy that you can put them into the right slots <laughs> and then I think that's that's that really <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's so this is <laughs> I mean Snarf was bad enough as it was before. Oh, um the whole sh the, is the whole show Snarf now? Yeah, pretty is much. That what it's, that's? it's all just Snarf, Snarf. <laughs> um There's Snarf right there. Yeah. <laughs> snarf in the making. <laughs> you know, I had a pause about this and I was thinking about this for the last couple of days cuz I knew we were going to be talking about this in the episode. And 
I think it's one of those things where, as I'm old enough to have been growing up around Thundercats and He-Man and She-Ra and Transformers and all that kind of stuff, and they were great stories when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And so, and this guy says he was raised on Thundercats. He doesn't look old enough to be raised on Thundercats. He looks younger than me. Yeah, he probably had like a younger nephew or niece or, or cousin or something who was into it, and then fair enough. But <laughs> that being said, is there something where, like, we take something like Star Wars? Yeah. And we say it progresses along because Mark Hamill gets older and Harrison gets older and we want it to be held on to to kind of get older with us. Is there a time where you have to say, you know what, the stories that were ours as kids should still remain the stories of the next generation of kids? Which is why everybody's so debating about The Last Jedi and the story in that. Exactly. So, so the fact that this is more of a funny, campy, crazy-looking Thundercats, like, yes, in the 80s it looked a very serious, kind of crazy sci-fi type style, or as, you know, as authentic as it can look for that kind of style, um, that's what sold at the time. Right. Should we be five and six years old and enjoying this, and not be 20, 30, 40, and trying to say, why isn't this not made for us? I guess it just depends, like, if, that, if you apply that logic to every single type of nostalgic thing like this and how how much of the original fan base are you willing to use in order to fill it with new fans yeah and maybe they make a show like this and they're like some people are advantageous and they're like i really think that everybody is going to like this and then we're going to get all the new people as well when in reality it's going to be like we're willing to accept a 30 to 50 percent loss (laughs) on the original fan base to fill it with new people or kids or whoever yeah. right and that probably that's probably what they were thinking of this at the time which and i think to that point as well and i'm not saying like i've i've cracked the code i finally figured it out or whatever and it, it's almost kind of a little sad for me in a sense um because here it is 30 years later and maybe the reality is they're saying hey you know what how many of our audience that's 30 years older is going to sit down on a Saturday morning type style and watch Thundercats again. They're probably not going to. Unless it's with their kids. Unless it's with their kids, exactly. Uh-huh. And not everybody who is you know Gen X or Gen Y or whatever that has kids, and not every single one of them have remained a child like I have. <laughs> so it's just, you know, them going after the, be it, say, millennials and younger, I think kind of makes sense. I hate to say that. Because there was something where, like, my first heard Thundercats, I was like, oh, sweet, I would love to see Thundercats again. And I watched this, I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're right. And honestly, maybe it's the, they're also banking on that, but they're also banking on, there's obviously a stake in the licensing. Yep. So, and let's just put that into perspective for every other thing as well, too, that's on the same page as this when it comes to nostalgia and creating stuff. But now those kids, let's just say they jump on this and they're just like, I like this, this is great. And they're like, nine. Right? Hmm. It looks like their nine year old kid watched this. But then, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 goes by. Mom and dad are like, you know what? I think he's ready for the old ones now. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, boom. Like, that's the back end of things now with the new yeah. crowd. And it's just cyclical at that point. Maybe that's what they're banking on as well. Yeah. And actually, one of the comments we got in the chat here from uh, Neon Scarlet is uh, Can I kind of cannot be helped. Carrie is dead, which unfortunately but true. Uh, Harrison is getting too old to act, which it's also the fact that he crashes planes and helicopters and doors fall on his leg. Carrie Fisher's dead? I wonder how Michael Jackson's taking it. <laughs> Jackson actually passed away on my birthday. Oh, that's um, awful. <laughs> but, um, that's, anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, and, and Mark was killed off. Yeah, uh, if you haven't seen Last Jedi, spoilers. Um, but... 
Welcome yeah. to the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, no, and I think it's, but but I think this theory, even with the fact that they're talking about bringing out a new He-Man movie, uh, even with the fact that I have, yeah, 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 wow, um, even with the fact that the Transformer movies, I bought into the first one. Yep, me too. And yeah anyways uh i went to the second one with my money and then i went okay yeah damn me once you're not gonna damn me twice uh we have a former host that went and saw every single one of them i stopped at yeah three i think and then the rest were just all maybe i checked them out but i, I watched the last one i think had i been a teenager who just wanted to go see an action movie oh, with a lot of good sure. music and all that kind of stuff and i didn't care about plot lines and whatever like i did when i was a teenager uh, I probably would enjoy the living hell out of that stuff. So I think um, maybe they're going to knock it out of the park. All the people who have a voice on the internet right now of the 20 plus, hey, you know what? Just shut up and let it for the kids and see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to talk. Oh, no. There was one other thing. I did not have any pictures prepared for it, though. So I will actually switch this up real quick uh, and we can just talk about it. All right. Is. Matt Groening. Yeah, yeah, He's got a new show. He does? Yeah. So, Simpsons, huh. obviously, for uh, 47 years now. Uh, <laughs> and then we've got um, Futurama, which has been on again, off again, on again, off again. Yep. Uh, and then the new one, which is called Disenchantment. Have you seen anything about that at all? This is the first time I'm hearing anything about it. Okay, let me go and see if I can find this really quick. I had a bunch of stuff prepared for it, and I totally forgot to load it, which is foolish of me. But um, <sighs> Back to YouTube. Yeah, very much. No, it's not going to be on YouTube, because all he's done is he's actually just released uh, some um, pictures. And that's it. And this Enchantment series revealed. There we go. I thought I actually oh, had Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Buying into everything. Pretty much. I mean, we've already discussed about that many times, and um, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to be making some really loud clicking noises, but that's okay. Here we go. And now... Uh -oh. Keeping with the same animation, I yeah, see. Exactly. Kind of coming with that same style, uh, same overall look and feel. Um, interesting how you've got the <laughs> double reverse going on here, but uh, there's a bit of that oh, ties yeah. into it. Uh, but yeah, you got your, your demon, your goblin, and uh, your queen. And um, essentially, the quote he put it was, Ultimately, disenchantment will be about life and death, love and sex, and how to keep laughing in the world of suffering and idiots, despite what the elders and wizards uh, and other jerks tell you. So it's going to be taking place, uh, it's going to be coming out August 17th, 2018. Netflix has actually given him uh, two 10-episode seasons. And wow. it's going to be taking place in a place called Dreamland, which will be a medieval-based overall land. That they've sort of teased elements of it in Futurama episodes, but uh, this oh. is going to be a whole new... So it's a, it's a literal, almost a spin-off, uh, but like super Yeah, it's, you may see something, but it sounds like basically some of the times when they've shown like Leela as a... Um, uh, uh, centaur type style and yeah. a couple of the when fry has gone kind of in his comatose and imagine things right it's sort of tied into this now hmm. whether or not they actually will tie anything into it or if it's just completely separate just happens to be the same idea oh if it goes deep they will for sure yeah so it's um yeah i think it's kind of interesting i mean so august is only a couple months away two more months and uh, we're gonna get a whole new are they giving john lovitz another run <laughs> <laughs> thank you um i hope not i'm sorry okay <laughs> I've seen yeah. enough John Lovitz over the it years. It stinks! It stinks! It stinks! Everybody, act 
acting. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he was that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about he that. He was the you don't give me enough money. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> don't don't ruin this for me. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty much everything I had for TV shows and for movies for this week. Now it's over to you on. Take two <laughs> something we sort of talked about before. Oh, you can hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, get to the games. All of the ideas went out into the black abyss. Mm, did they? No one could hear me. Yeah, no. And the good thing is, though, so for anybody who's tuning in for the first time, uh, there was an episode that was supposed to be coming out last week, last Tuesday. It did not come out. Eh. Um, and one of our followers who's in the uh, chat right now, Neon Scarlet, po- pointed out right as we were finishing up, hey, by the way, we only hear Paul's voice. And it was like, all right, we only did a half hour episode, so it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, no. But it was just the dumbfounded look of your and, and I, like our faces of just like, are you kidding me? We did not record our voices. And then we checked other sources that we recorded on, and yeah, it didn't record. So I couldn't put up the podcast because it would literally be a one sided conversation. I couldn't put up the video because it was a one-sided conversation. <laughs> so it's just like, well, last week was scrapped. And then we decided to redo absolutely everything anyways, and uh, that's when we got into the way the news goes. And um, since then, though, I've actually seen the trailers you were talking about. So I can have a little bit more of a conversation with you now. Yeah, and they... Uh, I can't wait for all these and just to try them maybe once or twice for right. this, some of the games that I haven't played before. But the first one I saw was Black Ops 4. Yeah. Like, a franchise that I gave up four or five years ago. Okay, fair enough. Call of Duty's and me are just done. Why did you give it up? It's, it was just the same old same, and they were doing the same old same, and there was nothing changing. It was just, you know, new guns and new atmosphere. Like, the gameplay was the same. You know, I get it. Like, people love that. They buy into it every year. And of course. That, kind of like all the, the sports games, right? So it's kind of like that, but for, for combat. And everybody knows, uh, that's played it knows that. But what you're looking at right now is what they're really, like, I think is what is going to really draw a lot of people in from other platforms and other types of games just like this. Yeah. Uh, This Blackout Battle Royale, which is part of now Black Ops 4, and they've included literally every quote-unquote, they're saying it, not me, that every type (laughs) of gameplay from every Black Ops multiplayer game is included in this. Yeah. With this gigantic map that, well... I'm assuming it's just one map. I don't know if they're going to do two or three or four, maybe in DLCs, but they're showing right now like how many things are happening in this one building, this skyscraper. And then, as you can see, it's panning out to this. It's going to pan out to this massive map, and apparently, it's you know looks way bigger or at least the same size as like you know the, the player unknown battlegrounds map or. Definitely, I would say, bigger than the Fortnite map, but now they're allowing you to do air combat and road combat and maybe even sea combat. There's like, look at this, it's insane. So if you had everything that Black Ops ever had to offer in a 100-player battle royale game with like ridiculous elevations and all these vehicles, I, I'm i excited to finally maybe jump back into the Call of Duty franchise if it's not just a map the size of this room with, <laughs> with you know, it's run, run, die... Run, kill, die, run, kill, die, run, kill, die. It's basically yeah. stop, go traffic for most of the multiplayer games that you were always playing, unless it was a different game mode, which no one really played. It was always the PvP stuff, like the normal deathmatch kind of deal. But 
this looks amazing. Yeah, Blackout coming out October 12th. Uh, it does look absolutely amazing. And, and yeah, as they described and said, like, all the characters you love, all the elements you love, all the guns you love, all the transportation you love. And you mentioned this last week, although no one heard it. Um, but yeah, imagine playing something like a PUBG or like playing Fortnite, but now having ATVs and having helicopters and having, you know, jets and all this kind of stuff that just adds such an extra element to it that. I don't know how their servers are going to be able to handle all this because <laughs> I think that's the one thing that if it does have like sprite memory and damage destruction on buildings and all that kind of stuff that they're basically talking about in this trailer and, and we'll have all these trailers style exactly and we'll have all these trailers linked into um, the video on our YouTube channel and also in a podcast when we go to put this on there but uh, it's worth watching because it's a pretty lofty goal to say that you're going to do all these things and maybe it's one of those things where maybe the shell of it comes out in october and then dlc sort of adds to it but uh, uh it's it's gonna be interesting it looks like it's gonna be absolutely gorgeous i'm pretty excited yeah either way and i agree with you too i, I was kind of curious what your take on it was i kind of lost on call of duty because it felt like an nhl game it felt like a wwe game where it's like every time you blink there's a new one a new one a new one exactly <laughs> and it was just like you know what i just i i can't be bothered but um yeah, I just couldn't get into it. And actually, as Neon Scarlet mentioned, yes, Blizzard is part of it. So uh, this is being... Um, really? Yeah, it's, so what it is, is it's... So Blizzard and Activision are all together in bed with each right. other. Oh, right, So yes. they're utilizing their servers, they're utilizing their release. So all the stuff that people have been getting into, and I know Neon Scarlet's into it as well, too, but the um, all the uh, World of Warcraft servers and all that background and knowledge that they have of having a platform with millions and millions of people playing... They're not going to have this for this. So yeah. that's going to help in a huge way. They're going to um, need it for the size and the scope. And that's the thing, right? So it's it's going to be interesting to see how the engines work with the size when you got Triarchy and Activision and Blizzard and all that together. But um, if they take it in a way similar to how when um, like uh, Halo went to like Reach and went to ODST and all that kind of stuff, and they basically blew up the whole system yeah, yeah. and then rewrote it so that from the outside it looked like it was the old system, but it's really a whole new engine working on new servers, yep. then they can do it. And um, I think they've got the right partnerships for it, but it's still just in the back of my head. I'm thinking about the logistics of it, and I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> well, honestly, like, uh, I was actually surprised that it happened in the order that it did with mm. these guys doing it first and uh, DICE and... Yeah. Uh, Activision, mm-hmm. or not Activision. A- Activision's it, with it, these guys, yeah. Activision's yeah. with these guys, no, but DICE and uh, the Battlefield uh, crew. Yeah. And then um, they missed it. was EA, EA yeah, yeah, missing the boat on talking about it in this way first. I know that they they were hinting at it, and yep. there's something coming from Battlefield, who's the original, you know, big map kind of game that would always say that on top of, you know, Call of Duty being, you know, super small and, you know, that run the super quick gameplay but you yeah. know, Battlefield being the big game so I'm surprised that they did this first came yeah. out with the, uh, the announcement first but as we know the world the way it works now granted some people will spend their money and then that'll be it but uh, there's also the thing of saying it's not about doing it first it's about doing it best um, but it depends on how long that time frame is you yeah. know how long until we see Star Wars Battlefront with a oh, yeah. battle royale of Imperial Guards coming in and yeah anyways yeah, no, definitely uh, interesting and exciting to see that that is coming along. Maybe what? we'll have NHL Battle Royale. Oh, jeez. Just all the teams on the same ice fighting for supremacy. <laughs> it's going to be all in Vegas, and it's going to be all a bunch of CGI, yeah. and it's going to be a bunch of knights on skates fighting against them. That's it. Not that I'm bitter at all. <laughs> 
Yeah. Did what? I tell you my Jets lost? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. No worries. I was rooting for him. Yeah. So was all of Canada. <sighs> Take a moment. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Yeah. Do a happier, a happier game. Actually, really, really happy game. Uh, it takes place during a zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah. Uh, Good times. <laughs> super happy. Yep. And you know, it's been five years since the first one, but State of Decay Two's out. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's 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 good. I watched like five <laughs> half hour gameplay videos. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of like a, I think we were talking before, like a Dead Rising, mm-hmm. less comical Dead Rising with four player co op. You know, the first one of this game was. It was okay. It was all right. <laughs> what was it? It just slipped my mind. What was the other zombie? Dead. Uh, oh, not Dead Rising. Left for um, Dead. Yeah, Left yeah. Left for Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Dead Rising, Left for Dead, and Dead Island. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's all about the dead. That's right. Yeah, and that's where I think when I saw this, like cinematically, there was a couple of the Dead Rising things I saw of it, like going through the mall and and just having like the the biker jacket and all that kind of stuff. It just had that feel yep. for it. But definitely the Left for Dead style of just working together in a group and trying to take it on. And you've got some are a little bit quicker than others. Some are the bigger brutes. They're not comically massive like they were in that game like some of those guys were the big crazy Gigantic. yeah and then the witchers and all that kind of stuff streaming hordes coming around the corners at like and those guys were fast yeah, yeah super quick <laughs> um but this definitely feels a more you know meant to be more realistic more authentic uh it had a bit of a far cry kind of feel in the cinematics yeah a little bit done. a little bit yeah but, it was obvious it's obviously lacking story yeah it's yeah. sort of just like, like a shallow story you go and save people and you get more credit in town and you get like you gotta go remove things from like these big pulsing zombie things from each like location okay you save those things you get faction credits or like you know town or world credits like you're you're better now in the eyes of the whole population kind of thing and you build up your area that you decide to choose as your home with the rest of the people that you're playing with or by yourself whatever you decide to do so yeah. it, it is like really cool and it's probably really fun to play with friends yes i i don't think it would be too fun to play by yourself probably it'd be okay bored. yeah you kind of get bored probably after you know the initial pulse of the game starts like you know weakening after you've done the yeah. same things over and over and over again but if you're doing them with friends and stuff it it, it probably would be really really fun too it's kind of like at this point like you're looking at like building things up and you're kind of like a village you know similar to like Fallout 4 you're just building stuff for NPCs yes now you're kind of I would hope also building for NPCs and for your friends and yourself yeah and I, w- when we joked uh, about it earlier watching the trailer it kind of felt like well now you got Sims but with zombies and it's uh, but I think Fallout's probably closer to it but it, it is kind of funny that you could see there probably is a lot of side missions you get lost into if you wanted to, to kind of build the warehousing and yep. and do all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, question that was asked, though, is does it have an end, though? Probably. probably well, it probably is a story end, but it probably is just like... A multiplayer that just it, goes on. And yeah, on it's, and it's like Fallout 4. They're dead. Have fun forever here without them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go off into the sunset until the next DLC comes out That's or it's going to be like Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead where it's just as long as one person's alive and if you ever get to one where those certain people die off you just find others suddenly and then they join in and That's it. That's it. That's a, a game like this. It's like, you know, there's never ending people that just always keep flowing into the game somehow or into DLCs. Well, and that's the thing. So, is there an end? Here's here's the thing. There is an end if nobody buys it. 
then right. it will end off pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will it have another five years like the first one? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And but I mean I don't know. It, it, overall, it, it definitely looks like an improvement over the first one. It definitely looks like they're they're going in the right direction as far as if you want to stay within you know this universe and this world. Uh, it's a huge leap forward. But um, I think yeah, you need to be on the schedule with your friends to really enjoy the game as opposed to kind of doing it on your own. I think it, it would lose its luster pretty quick. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. It looks way better than the first one, though, yep. considering the other one was 360, but this is way yeah, better. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> true enough. I'll give it that for sure. Cool, cool. All right. Well, with that, what are we going to next? Oh, a game that I first played in 1996 is a PC Gamer demo disc <laughs> of the series. It was the second, I think, of the entire, I guess, universe of... 1996? Of yeah. the Elder Scrolls. And uh, right. the Elder Scrolls Online has been out for about four, almost five years now, I, I would say. Okay. Well, I was a huge... The last single-player game that I played was Skyrim. Nice. And there's been, I think this is four, the fifth fifth DLC for this. Yeah. Maybe fourth. I don't know. Cool. Don't quote me on it. Almost got into it all with Morrowind. I was almost bought into actually playing this game. I was so stuck on Skyrim and I would always go back and forth and back and forth and wishing that it was multiplayer and then go figure I never never jumped into this yep. I should have and now this actually kind of makes me want to jump into it because I don't know what it is about the cinematics in this you know I know that's not true to gameplay but like it just was this is amazing to watch um, it, it looks incredible so I, I don't know if anybody's played Elder Scrolls Online this is the way to get into it I think <laughs> Yeah, no, it's when we started watching this earlier on, I got to a point where I wasn't even paying attention to you anymore, so I'm like, I'm right now. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, we talked about the fact that it kind of had a feel of like a Diablo 2, and that thing that back in the day, even now, Blizzard could do no wrong because just when something was going on, they would throw a cinematic in there, and you were like, oh my goodness, that's so gorgeous. And it was just mind-blowing. And yes, it's not gameplay, we get that. But uh, there is something about having these characters come to life and seeing this. You're like, oh, I want to play this. I want to see what happens with these people. And, uh, yeah, it's Bethesda. I don't know. Bethesda can't do too much wrong for me. I've enjoyed most all of their library. Um, and this DLC and seeing this add-on this many years later and wanting to pull you back in, it reminds me of like, the old days of Ultima, where people would finally start to break away from Ultima, and then a download would come out, or even World of Warcraft, and people pull them back in again, and yeah, this makes me want to start playing. And I'm assuming, you know, also, too, I've heard a lot of people talk, and I've seen a lot of videos, and it is because it's an online game that is, you know, you build up your character, and you get levels and everything that goes along with it, it's pretty grindy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... A lot of farming, a lot of working through it, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I would say, I know that each DLC probably brings a new aspect of the game, and new areas, and new characters, and things like that, and maybe a new mechanic or two, but I I would assume that it's pretty, pretty grindy. Like yeah. Skyrim, you're always going somewhere, and always doing things, and there's a lot of side quests, and they're very, very... I, I would assume that this would also follow the same kind of thing, but... Otherwise, I'm, I'm just trying to think why it wasn't. It isn't as popular as I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe they're, obviously they're getting funding because they have tons of content and everything like that. And I, I actually don't even know if it's monthly or not. I don't think it is anymore. I, I think it was. It was, and then it's yeah. not. Like, is there anything that's monthly anymore when it comes to that? Other than, other than EA, that space game, everything that's on Origin is, uh, but yeah. Uh, Origin, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, 
and I think it's tough too because it's a question of and I prefer them doing DLC and adding on bits of content than just going out and reinventing a whole new game and being like Elder Scrolls 2 and here you go and you have to buy $80 just to get the basic game which really is just a DLC yeah. so I, I prefer that they kind of revamp and rebuild and bring this stuff back um, so you're not buying a whole new game altogether. It is the continued story. Sometimes it just takes longer to get into it. But um, no, like, like I said, th- this has got me wanting to kind of warm it back up and, and play some old characters and you know see what's happening and all of that kind of fun stuff. Did uh, they re- when they re-release Skyrim again for the um, the full HD the remastered remastered yeah. one? Yeah. Did they did they release that with all of the DLC? I think there was one version that did have all of the DLC, and then there was another one that. Um, did not yeah i think it was a, a remaster and there was a remastered bundle set oh okay yeah yeah i would assume that they would give some out of this like coming out for june 5th and then with all the other stuff on it you can choose different versions of it there's like a uh, i think like a medium and a large version as to what all stuff you want to get with it with the flaming panther cougar thing yeah like who doesn't want that those legs are lava style man it's eyes and nose are fire yeah although if you're the kind of cat that like likes to kind of hit you in the head and kind of that's going to leave a mark hmm. This is not going to be good. But yeah, honestly, I think this is something that would get me into that game. June 5th? It's just so many. I need need to find a game that I can dive into and just always go back to again. Similar to Diablo and Skyrim. Yeah. And I think this might be the one. Yeah, we got to break out of the old cycles and try something new for a change. It'd be kind of nice. I have a video card fund if anybody's uh, curious. (laughs) Everybody needs one of those these days. Video guards are just too much. I know. Or an entire new computer would be nice too. That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> Santa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get us something new here? Well, there's uh, there's another thing we we uh, want to talk about here too. It's the next thing that's up, and this is kind of interesting because they released hmm. this. I think it's out now. Uh, I think it's for, for sale. If not, it's out very very soon. Um, and it's something uh, that they've been working on apparently for three years or longer than three years, and. Xbox and Microsoft, they have this brand new uh, adaptive controller um, for anybody that has accessibility issues or, or is disabled in any way or has any issues using the standard controller, they can use this as like an amazing tool to play any game they want uh, for people that haven't had the, uh, the chance to, to use the controller in the way they have or they've made um, adjustments to the controller that, that comes with the Xbox for, for themselves so that they... Um, aren't uh, as abled as most of us have the ability to play the games that we do at the same pace that we do or the games that um, just any game that they want to play and it's really cool the video that's up on the screen now they're going to show there's a bunch of stuff uh, that you can plug into the controller at the top to literally attach it analog style to every single type of gadget that they they've come up with to make a button or a directional pad or whatever they want to Mm -hmm. Um, and he's, he's describing what the controller is and how, like, you know, some people, the endurance to hold it, the way that it's shaped, it's assuming that you have, you know, two working hands with all your fingers and everything like that. Some people don't have arms or hands or the ability to, you know, express themselves in the, in the way that we do. So the ability to use this to play games at the same pace as everybody else is a huge thing. It's amazing that they've been working on it for as long as they have. So you can see all the buttons and everything like that that you can now plug into with the device to control that specific button. Yeah. And it's easier, easier to use. It, it's it's amazing. 
that they've come up with this. Yeah, it's uh, so it's not out yet. It's coming out later this year, um, but it's obviously in the hands of certain individuals who are testing it right now and making right. sure that it's good to go. Um, as they were describing, on the very top, you get a feel for the symbols. So for those who are kind of um, not necessarily maybe blind, maybe they are blind, but um, you know they're partially blind, they can actually feel that, and then it has a ridge that goes over, and then you plug in the peripheral right there. So it's something you can kind of... Uh, set up on your own depending on again your functionality and capability but um, this is a video that and again we're going to put all these links in there later on so you can check it out it, this has all the feels this is it kind of pauses you for a minute to say we take for granted we say like we want to get ourselves into a new game we want to play this we want to play that we got so many games sitting around and for a lot of people they've not been able to play games they've had to watch their friends or their family because they're just not physically capable of it to do it the same way that we do and and they comment on how that the original controller was built to be the popular version for the masses yeah every controller technically yeah. in most cases exactly but the masses are not everybody and the masses aren't always the masses depending on where you are and yeah they're opening up this to get all the functions and then they said as they're doing it they're learning because you can put in foot pedals you can use things for you know moving your face and touching it or you know you can have different buttons on the sides or above and it's just to me it's probably one of the greatest things i've seen microsoft do in a long time and that's not a knock on them it's just something where it always seems like about selling the next xbox and selling the next processor and selling the next video card and the next dlc or whatever this is truly about connecting with the people and allowing people, whether in hospitals or at home or just whatever, have the same functionality that we all, I know I do, take for granted. I think one-seventh of the population identifies as, uh, you know, that they need something like this, right? So yeah. that's, that's a huge thing. So they decided, hey, that's that's a lot of people that definitely <laughs> probably like video games, at least a few of them, right? So having this out there, you know, and a lot of you know PC games and stuff like that. You, there's there's tons of peripherals you you could buy for for PCs, yeah. Because if but then setting them up and then having however many and like the, you know this one doesn't work with this game and that one doesn't work with that game. Now this is like something that is going to work with every game that's on the on the Xbox, which is amazing. I was going to say, at the very least, Microsoft Studios being as big as they are, they can make sure that all their games interface with it. It's all going to work properly. Um, it's set up so far for the Xbox. It's pretty much guaranteed it's going to be going over to the PC as well, too. It's just changing where the functions of the buttons are and how they interact. But I mean, see with this gentleman on the screen right now, he's got a you know, depressor on his chest. He's got controllers that are actually made uh, specifically to him because they're learning and adapting the way things work. It's just... Um, yeah, it's a very amazing, feel-good project. And uh, ladies on the screen right now, how she, you know, again, she comments. She always watched her friends, but she never had a chance to actually play. And now she actually can play. Her favorite game is Overwatch, and now she can actually play it as well, too, which Aaron could probably kick my ass now, which is great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just, it's just really cool to see. It's, it's awesome to see a company think outside the box and uh, try to add some people in. The same way that you know you'd be older and you're like playing a video game like overwatch or call of duty or whatever and you are getting just destroyed by this person on the other end and then you hear their voice and it's like a, a kid mm, yeah yeah you would never know that like now the the ability that they have to do this like they're and they're they're doing the same thing like they're just yeah. mowing you down so ne and they're now like the master of the world that you thought you were so good in 
<laughs> yeah, it's totally opened up. It's awesome. So it's a uh, yeah, it's a very cool thing. And so like I said, we're gonna link this video because I think this is a really good video for people to watch. And uh, I know on the audio podcast, you're gonna be like, okay, enough about mentioning the video. We'll check it out afterwards. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of those ones that uh, a lot of the stuff we do on here on GGM is about entertainment and fun. And this is about entertainment. Um, but it's very cool though. It's very much a pause moment of like, wow, good for them. Yeah, um, for recognizing it and finding a solution and you know making it so universal that it's adaptable so they can continue to grow with it which is awesome to see incredible work yeah very incredible yep what is next my friend well i'm assuming there's going to be a lot of people buying that controller that i've wanted to get into the next uh next thing that we're going to talk about which is the expansion i guess well, i guess it's kind of an expansion in a way it's it's a new map oh is that what's next uh, for <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I don't know what's next. What's this video? Maybe Wh- which one just... are we talking about? We're we talking about uh, the boat, or we're we talking about the desert. The de- the desert. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the de- the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Mir- so yes, Miramar, not Miramax. Miramar, <laughs> uh, yeah, is the new desert map, and I've yeah. I guess I've waited for a new map uh, for the Xbox version. Like I play, I actually play it more on my iPad than I do on anything else. So yeah, this map looks unbelievable. Uh, it looks like there's like big buildings in it too, like tall, tall buildings, which is going to be amazing as well. Um, I don't know, I haven't heard anything about new weapons or anything like that, but it just looks like an awesome new map. Yeah, a couple of new vehicles, a couple of new add-ons. Uh, Miramar also came out to the mobile platform last week, mm-hmm. uh, and then it came to Xbox. Uh, it would have been as of the 24th. What are we at today right now? Yeah, so we're on the 28th. 28, so it came out four days ago. Wow. There we go. I have no idea what day it is. Yeah, time flies. So yeah, so it just came out a couple days ago. It's obviously uh, cinematic, not an actual gameplay, but uh, very reminiscent of it in the sense that yeah, lots of new buildings, lots of new places. you got the new VW-style bus going yeah. in there, which uh, can put a lot more people in it, which is great. So not that good. fast. It's just basically a tin can on wheels, so it's, it's entertaining. Uh, but for those who are enjoying the Battle Royale, and how can you not? They're absolutely everywhere. Uh, this adds a whole new look and feel. It's a bit of a sniper's paradise, whereas at least in the previous map, you know, you could kind of play SMGs and you could play pistols and not have an issue. This looks very much like Saskatchewan and Iowa and Nevada and all that kind of <laughs> stuff where you can see for days on the map, uh, minus a couple of obviously hilly areas. And um, yeah. This is Regina. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dried out Regina. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna say it's dry in Saskatchewan. It's gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna say it's Nevada more like than anything else. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a beautiful map. It's a it's a lot of fun to go through. Um, but yeah, you are gonna be very visible. The ghillie suit is not going to help you whatsoever. No, the if salamander you, outfit, however, <laughs> it's just gonna be absolutely brilliant. But. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's great that the PUBG is continuing to uh, roll. They're obviously always updating the uh, the guns and trying to figure out uh, if certain things are nerfed or if certain things need to be uh, just, you know, fixed up a little bit more realism of the recoil or whatever it is. But um, seeing a new map coming out uh, just makes you want to go back and play some more. Uh, we've, I think we're playing, what, an average of four hours a week? 
Yeah, it feels like it. Maybe more than that sometimes. Uh, some people that I follow and you know about, uh, they play 10 hours a day. So That's insane. I don't feel so bad. But they're on here live, so that's their thing. That's yeah. what they get paid to do. And, uh, I, I want to do that. I know, right? It's, I can't be jealous. It's just got to be what it is. We'll get there eventually. I need to transition right into that. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the the plan. Yeah, that's, that's next. Um, but yeah, so... PUBG new map. Not a lot to say about that, but uh, good wait. to know. If you haven't uh, played it, get out there, check it out. You could probably speak to this next piece more than I could, to be honest. I wish I could speak more to it, but I will speak a little bit to it at least, anyways. But um, yeah, definitely. Oh, here we go. Are we gonna load? We are gonna load. Oh, we're going into this. Oh, this is totally different. Yeah, so everybody knows rare. So it's Golden Eye Two comes out. No, it's not. You can tell. Let's see if these. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that. I was kind of hoping I could like crouch and just hover and move around. Every, okay, anyways, uh, yes. yeah. So, Sea of Thieves, uh, new DLC. Yes. And if you've seen this video, uh, you'll be along in the same lines with the rest of us and know that this video tells you nothing. nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. It's it's a beautiful little cinematic of their art style, and it's kind of got a little story. And it's all fun and Disney kind of ish. Um, there's there's yeah. going to be some interesting changes and I think that it hopefully changes the dynamic of the uh, the game itself um, there's going to be apparently new monsters there's going to be um, the ability to talk to other ships like uh, kind of like a proximity speak oh, okay so you're going to have a a horn instrument yep that's kind of like you talking to the bullhorn across the ocean yep and if this, the ship's nearby, or maybe if you're aiming at the ship or whatever, I don't know how they're going to do the mechanic. They don't really say it all. Then you could be like, hey, man, we're just over here having a dance party. Come on over. Which we've had a couple of those times where we're sitting there just kind of playing, and they do come yeah, over. Yeah, because you can't talk to anybody. jack our boat. So you but just yeah. have to use your use your light, and your waving, and your dancing, and hopefully the light, and you're, you're able to get them on your boat. <laughs> but now you can actually talk to them. That is pretty sweet, actually. It's, um, yeah, if you haven't played this game at all, and I know I'm the one who talked about it and talked about it and talked about it and talked about it and talked about it because I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and, of course, I talked about it so much that other people just had an issue with it. Um, but that's okay. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a ridiculous game. It's, it's goofy. It's definitely one of those ones, if you play it by yourself, you can have some fun with some of the missions. But for the most part, this, again, is one of those get your friends out have a few drinks or, you know, just have some laughs and get some Cheetos and just enjoy it. it. It's ridiculous fun. And, yeah, I agree. with Hopefully this DLC and the new missions and talking back and forth within the world, I think it's going to add a lot, a lot more fun as well, too. There's new flags. Ah, so uh, new flags. Those are fun. So you have new flags for the, the ship to tell, you know, if you're in a mood. Nice. Uh, to, to, to hang out and dance or you're in a mood to uh, help them dance themselves to death. <laughs> those are Those are there for you. Uh, yeah, which is really cool. And there's a drum now. So instead of, you know, the spin the accord and the accordion thing, like yep. the thing, you know, you get a drum to keep beat. There you go. John Bonham action or Neil Pert <laughs> specifically. Let's see if I can find the um, Sea of Thieves. You actually did send me the link too, and I told you. <laughs> oh, and it's called The Hungering Deep too. The Hungering Deep. Which means the deep is hungering for you. And what's the the date? That is, it's tomorrow. <laughs> Seriously? It's literally it was Tuesday. Uh, it was the, tw the 29th. Oh, wow. Okay. Today, oh, is today the 27th? Yeah. 
Oh, then it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday is release day. Wow. Yeah. So Tuesday. That's that's pretty quick, actually. You know, considering we just found out about it the other day. Let's just see here. So if I take off that and that, they announced it in April, actually. So there you go. Um, but I've had such a busy May, and so has Paul, that we you know we just haven't had our chance to sail on the high seas because we've been PUBGing for so long. It's true. But uh, yeah, so we got the, the site loaded up on there now. Oh, now you take a look at it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, become a pirate legend. Oh, a legend. And join the insider program. Look at that guy. You'd be as happy as that guy. Right? And who isn't? Everybody is. Or who is, wouldn't want to be, or whatever. Um, yeah, campaign of content. They have their own, it's own page. But I don't know where it is. Yeah, that's okay. We'll find it. But yeah, so coming out Tuesday, uh, new download, and if you want, you can get yourself a t-shirt as well, too, on their store. Oh, cool. Why the heck not? Actually, I like that one up there. It looks like something you'd wear to a Pittsburgh Pirates game, actually. <laughs> 45 pounds. What the? Oh, there we go. 56.25 for a Letterman jacket. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's actually not too bad at all. Yeah, like 185 Canadians. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> at least, if not more than that. But... Uh, Let's see if these on the back is well, shipping. Shipping is like four hundred dollars. Well, yeah, no, shipping is at least a thousand dollars for every fifty dollars that you spend. Uh, so it's a good deal. You, you can't go wrong. Not but uh, the hoodie section not too bad. It's gonna say "See if thieves" on the back. Oh no, actually, be more pirate. There you go. Be more pirate. <laughs> That's good. I don't mind that. It's just campy enough. I would totally wear it. If I could give up my nerd metal cardigan. That's what I call this nerd metal cardigan. Nerd metal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I'm going to look at clothing. That's not today. <laughs> no, there's one more thing. There's one more thing. There's one more thing. Okay, so let's turn that off then, and let's go to... It has to it's, it's a six degrees of Gears of War, is what it is. Six degrees of Gears of War. So this is the one two, two degrees of Gears of War. <laughs> not that far, actually. Um, so basically, what we can do is we'll talk about this first, and then we'll show over the video. But um, yeah, so in the news last week, we were talking about it uh, from my side. Uh, Daryl had nothing to say on the topic whatsoever. He was speechless. Literally. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Cliff Bozenski, uh made some news, and uh, he has been around the industry since, uh, oh gosh, when did I figure it was? 1992, when he first joined uh, Epic Games. So what were you doing in 1992? What was Epic doing in 1992? Unreal Tournament. In 92? Unreal was already uh, starting off back in 92. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, I guess Unreal came out in the, in the what, 96? Yes, man. Yeah, and then yeah. the tournament was like a couple of years later. It was the add-ons and builds up and all that wow. kind of stuff. So yeah, so Cliff has been around since uh, since then, I had and no idea. Uh, since I was in grade ten, um, do the math. But um, then you know after all of that, uh, with Epic Games, he continued on and was the uh, designer behind um, Gears of War as well too. The first three of that. And then uh, further beyond that, uh, there was another one I missed in. Uh, he was part of uh, Rune as well too. And there it is. Um, he also did uh, Bulletstorm, which oh, was yeah, basically yeah. Uh, the voice actor from uh, like Wolverine and things like that. And it was very much a Marcus Phoenix, Wolverine sort of crossover, just beating the crap out of people, grabbing them with a leash <laughs> and just kicking their ass. My favorite. It, it had a lot of cliff very much written into it. Oh, and the other thing is, too, about Gears of War, the Lancer, that's Cliff. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So in his words at the time, and this is something where I, I got near and dear to my heart because I love that game and I respected him for it, is that um, the the Lancer with the chainsaw and the gun was like the chocolate and the peanut butter of a Reese cup kind of coming together. And he fought tooth and nail to have that in. And oh. Microsoft said, we can't do it. It's too violent. It's too crazy. Yeah. And like the day of the display, he went, screw it. Let's go for it. And they put it in there and the fans went nuts. And oh, Microsoft yeah. was like, well, I guess... That's just that. That's <laughs> so, uh, that is such a like. That's so. This guy's like another Chris Roberts. Yeah. In yeah. so many ways, it's like his not his way or the highway, but he knows what is best. And he can he, see around the corners. He's a bit of a cowboy. They gotta know each other. They have to. Yeah. If, <laughs> if deal, after dealing with Microsoft, like it, Chris dealt with Microsoft first on similar things, and then Cliff dealing with it later on. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know. By gummy got it in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, so anyways, he went off and he did a bit of an early retirement uh, after leaving Epic Games, and then Epic Games got bought up by Microsoft, and the next in so many Gears of War was... Anyways, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> was that was that two or three? No, or? it was um, Judgment Day. Well, that was the one that came after three. Yeah, well, it, okay, yeah. so it was three. Three was halfway through. Oh, so okay. three they started... And then it took over, and yeah, it was, but the, it was full on. But yeah, anyways, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, mm. oh, that's a bit of a moment of pause. Anyways, uh, so Bosky Productions is what he started up, and with Bosky, uh, they had two games that came out. Uh, first one is Lawbreakers, which I was actually going to load up uh, and get going in the background oh, yeah. here. Uh, Lawbreakers was beautiful looking game, uh, a lot of fun. It was almost an Overwatch competitor. Yeah, yeah, very much like Overwatch. Uh, a little bit of you can see the Bulletstorm kind of feel to it. You've got a little bit of the um, oh gosh, what else do you have in Some there? Some sort of Mass Effect feel looking yep. to everything as well too. In a way, like just, like that looks like a town or a city from Mass Effect. The way that they're fighting in here too. Yeah, and you got a little bit of uh, as we said before, you got a little bit of Borderlands feel to it. You definitely got the yep. Bulletstorm sort of feel with the uh, kind of. You know, wavering back and forth. I mean, definitely you see the Overwatch in there. Um, beautiful games. Yeah, absolutely beautiful, but never quite took off, never got the notoriety that it uh, easily should have deserved. I mean, you can you can see the grassroots of Unreal Tournament in here. Like that's Oh, that's literally it. It's literally the, all those things mixed with Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Unreal Tournament was unbelievable. Almost all of them were great. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> almost all almost. of them. <laughs> but that's the thing is... If you take it, and it's funny because, like, as I'm saying that, I'm just like peeling back the layers and I'm looking at Unreal Tournament right now and going, you know what? Like, it should have worked. It should have been exactly the game that if it was somehow that he could have legally said Unreal, the continuing saga, or something like that. Yeah. I think it would have absolutely destroyed in, in the stores and everything. Uh, coming in 2016, it actually came out in 2017. Which is too, which was too late. Yeah. And, and that's the problem with smaller studios is you're always fighting against the big buck and you've got so many different you know problems and you want to put it out well, when it's good to go. And, and the other thing is, like, this is... I'm, I'm assuming this is on Steam. Yeah, it was on Steam as and, well, too. And, and, and platform as well, like on console. Yeah, exactly. And you've and you've got, uh, you know, uh, Overwatch on... Uh, that's Bl the Blizzard's platform, yep, I think. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's like you got two competing kind of... Yeah, it's hard to go too. up against someone like Blizzard. Yeah, that's really... And, and Blizzard being who they are and the games that they have, and then all of a sudden, you know, coming out with something like Overwatch and then this, like, oh man, we gotta... Uh, uh, it's a wonder who was working on what first and how long they were yes. working on it for because of, yep. you know, the history that the, that he's had doing games like this and then all of a sudden just gets bested like that. Like, it's right. unreal. 
<laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. Um, but yeah, no, and I, I think it's unfortunate when if there's already a game that's like it that's out that there's a choice. It's kind of like the whole debate of like what's better, PUBG versus Fortnite. People complain about it back and forth, and I honestly I agree with a couple of the streamers I follow, which is the fact that you know what, who says one has to be better than the other? Who right. says you can't enjoy both? They are. Yes, they're a battle royale, or yes, they're a third-person shooter, or a first-person shooter, or whatever. But you know, if you get down to the basics, like there's only five type of games really out there, and they're all just different skins and different levels and different storylines of the same basic concept over and over again. If we want to, yep. you know, spoiler alerts, like just different <laughs> dynamics in most cases, right? And so, why can't this exist in a world where there's an Overwatch? But unfortunately, if the marketing dollars aren't behind it because it's a small enough company, then yeah. people don't know about it and they don't spend on what they don't know. And it's still there, like it's still, yeah. oh, yeah. it's still uh, being played by you know thousands of people. Yeah. But it's just not pulling in the near the numbers that Overwatch would be pulling in, to be honest. Exactly. And, and is this on console? Uh, this was on console as well too. Yeah. So oh, so it is on yeah. the platforms that also Overwatch is yeah. on. Whereas huh. the other one did not, which is here we go. What the next project was? Oops, I missed one. I'm gonna move you off to the side here. Dun, dun, dun. And Overwatch maintaining price point too. Yes. Whereas uh, Lawbreakers definitely taking a discount. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> so and after Lawbreakers was <laughs> something that would have been amazing. <laughs> Radical Heights. Uh, yeah. So this was the uh, final kind of swan song for Cliffy B, and um, definitely as we talked about uh, at last sort of cast is that uh you know it's got a little bit of american gladiators a little bit of x games a little bit of just everything from the 80s that you can think of brought into a battle royale format um for many people they say well we've already got PUBG, we've already got um fortnite why do we need this where does it fit and again i think it's one of those things where you don't have to really say one is better than the other or whatever it's just meant about like how much fun are you having and can you get a big enough crew playing it and there's just so many things like there's kind of got this like grand theft auto vice city type style to it as that's well that's literally the first thing i'm thinking of now looking right? at the bike yep and yep. just looking at the way that all the uh, the city looks and all the like literally the the graphics and everything like that too it considering they did this in about a year with the size of their team, which is about 56, 52 people in their team, to put this all together, and everyone's like, oh, it's a latch-ditch effort to just you know rip off others. This is not a rip-off. Like, look at how much stuff they put into this game and how many elements were into this huge worlds and, and add-ons and changes. and I don't know. Like, I think had they been given more time and more money, I would love to have seen what actually happened with this. It's still on free-to-play on Steam right now, um, but it is a beta, and it's not um, going to obviously be completed unless somebody does decide to come in and you know buy the rights. You or, can still play this on yeah, Steam? Yeah, you can still get on Steam. It's, it's still free, free to download on Steam right now on PC. It uh, did not come out for Mac or for console. It was supposed to be coming out for console oh, no by way. the end of the year or early next year. but um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of, I mean, in a sense of like having TV shows that get a, a reboot or a chance to come back, I'm kind of hoping this does happen for uh, for the game. I hope somehow, some way, because I, I see it having a bright and amazing future if the right people can get behind it. But uh, I don't know. Huh. Unfortunately, all the studios that are out there would be competition for, especially with now like Blackout coming out and you know all the major studios seem to have one of these. 
Yeah, it's it's gotten mixed reviews on on uh, Steam, but at the same time, it's like oh, there are all a lot of reviews of like you know thumbs down to the studio getting shut down. Yeah, that too like. as well. Yeah, a lot of people are bitter about the whole situation there, which uh, is unfortunate. So yeah, so Cliffy B is now taking. Uh, we talked about it last week. It's now been about two weeks. Uh, he's taking uh, definitely a vacation. Um, just like many others who try and retire early, like the Ozzy Osbournes in this world, it feels weird <laughs> to be retired, and he's already. Uh, Finding it a little strange from what he's been posting on his social networks and everything, but um, he'll be back, guaranteed. He's got too much creative juice going on. And yeah, the uh, ideas that the guy has is obviously they're money makers and they're yeah. they're fun. So why not? Why stop? Yeah, can't, can't let it sit there. Yeah, no, I've had a few brief moments in uh, past career life to actually uh, to to meet him and talk with him and talk with his wife as well too. And the guy's an entrepreneur at heart. He's not going to stop if somebody gives him the uh, the keys and and he's been asked for other projects as well too. Like he was actually uh, asked to help a little bit with Silent Hill and with Resident Evil, oh. and he declined at the times because he was working on other things. Oh man, that would have been interesting to have his dynamic right? in those games. <laughs> yeah. So now with that, this being in the past, and maybe he does become a consultant for somebody else for a little while and and get into a couple of these things. I don't know. I, yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun to see. Only time will tell. Only time. Um, but yeah and what else what else do we have I feel like we're getting to the end yeah I think that that's it that is it holy cow that that was a whole episode unbelievable that was well it makes sense because we started uh, almost an hour and 15 ago I don't think everybody could hear me this time (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) just a little bit but yeah, so uh, this has been the very first episode of the new GGM Presents. The way the news goes. Yeah, it won't be a pause <laughs> when we go to edit this afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. And if you have any uh, thoughts, comments, or feedback you'd like to give to us, please do so. Um, you can find anything that is through GGM at uh, on Twitter at GGM Brand. And you can find all their other links on there, either on GGM Brand or GGM TV. But uh, you can also find me at um, GGM Paul on Twitter. And of course. Oh man, consolidation aside, Phil Dunphy 1984 on Twitter. Uh, the Way the News Goes on Instagram. Killgun Death on Twitch and Xbox. And on the YouTube page, Chevelle 1984 from the year 1998. Because <laughs> that's how old that page is. <laughs> At some point, there will be some way, shape, or form that we will get Daryl to actually put everything under one banner and... Maybe we just make a link where it opens up all the tabs. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we also want to say a quick little thank you to Neon Scarlet, not only for tuning in, but also giving us feedback and for sticking it out as well, too. I apologize if the stream was a little bit off, but uh, you can actually listen to this podcast. We'll be coming out on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else where you get your podcasts on next Tuesday, so the same day that the Sea of Thieves comes out. And um, other than that, we will be back next Sunday. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Thanks a lot, everyone, and good game. <laughs>